a reading from the Gospel of Matthew. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a shout, Look, here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The word of the Lord. This is not one of my favorite Bible stories. I'm sorry if it's yours. The parable of the ten maidens was told near the end of Jesus' earthly life and involves, like many Bible stories, talk about a party. The bridegroom, the one for whom the party is organized, is delayed. Knowing that oil will be needed for their lamps, some of the guests go and buy more oil just in case. Others have other things to do, or they have nothing to do, so they failed to get more oil. Finally, late in the night, it is announced that the bridegroom is here, and they are ready to party. The wise ones have prepared for this and are ready with their oil. Their lamps cheerfully ablaze. They happily accompany the bridegroom to the party, whereupon the door is locked from the inside. When the so-called foolish ones arrive, they discover that they've been locked out of the festivities. They pound on the door and they chant together, let us in, let us in, but it is too late. They were unprepared, time ran out, and the door is locked. Jesus said God's kingdom is like that. Like I said, it's not my favorite story. I was always the student who begged the teacher for extra time. Mrs. Jones, I loved The Scarlet Letter. It really was the best book I ever read. But I haven't finished the book report yet. I know it's due, but I want the book report to be as good as the book, so may I have another day to give you the book report. 
or Mr. Stevens, I know tomorrow the science project is due, but uh, my paper mache hasn't yet set up for the volcano, and all the baking soda is gone. Who would have known my mother would have used it all? And uh, uh, it's just kind of a, a mess. Would it be all right if I bring it tomorrow? It'll be the best darn volcano you've ever seen. <laughs> and amazingly, they all said yes. It wasn't too many weeks ago here in the church that we heard a Bible story about another party. According to this story, Jesus went to great lengths to get people to come to the party. In fact, he kept the door open forever for people to come. And then there was that other Bible story not many weeks ago about laborers in the vineyard. Some workers came at dawn. They were sent out to work. Some other workers came at about noontime. They were sent to the job site. A few stragglers came in at three. They were sent out. A couple right before quitting time. They were sent out, and they were all paid the same. You see, the door, I I thought, was always open. You can never be too late. There's still room. God is gracious forever patient. Time doesn't matter. And now, just a month later, I'm asking, well, where's all the patience? Where is this grace that abounds? The maidens may be a little foolish, maybe even a little lazy, but they're not hardened criminals. Why so harsh? Isn't it true that there will always be more time? There's always a tomorrow? Right? Wrong, says Jesus. I talked to a man who had just dropped his wife off at the mall to go shopping, and so he was going to the coffee shop to get a cup of coffee, and on his way to the coffee shop went through an intersection, and he was hit broadside by another car. Fortunately, he wasn't injured. The car was totaled. But he said to me, it is amazing to realize just how fragile your life is. One moment you're moving along, doing what you want to do, everything's going fine, and the next moment, bam, everything changes. I mean, really, Jesus, they're just a few minutes late. They tried hard to get more oil. They really did. So what's the big deal? Why doesn't the bridegroom just cut them a little slack like Miss Jones and let them in? Because there are some life situations in which one is either ready or not. Right then and there is the moment. And what is needed cannot be borrowed or put off to tomorrow. One either has it and uses it, or the moment forever passes you by. In Pat Conroy's moving novel, My Losing Season, an account of his abusive father and of his last season as a citadel basketball player, Conroy wrote that He ran onto the floor for the very last game of his college career with Davidson. 
and he was unprepared when he got on the floor for the finality of it all. And he wrote as only he could, Why do they not teach you that life is a finger snap and an eye blink, and that you should not allow a moment to pass you by without taking joyous, ecstatic note of it, not wasting a single moment of its swift, breakneck current. It happens. It happens in the way we love and care for others, in forgiveness, in responding to a cry for justice, in being able to rejoice. It happens. The moment comes and we are unprepared. We are near the end of the church calendar, the church year, and we are near the end of Jesus' life in Matthew's Gospel. And Matthew wants us to know that things just don't go on forever. Decisions need to be made. Time will run out. We need to prepare. We reassure ourselves with words like, well, there's always tomorrow. Or you've got a little more time. Don't rush to judgment. The sun comes up every morning. I wonder sometimes what leads us to believe that. Have we just become numb by the sameness and the predictability of it all? I I don't know, really. But what I do know is that time cannot be endlessly deferred. There are opportunities that come to us that don't come again. And we are either ready to act or we are not. So Jesus urges us to watch, to be alert, to be ready, to be prepared for the time in which we live in him at this moment may be the time for decision, the moment to act. There used to be a great hymn in the Methodist hymnal when the revision was made some years ago. It was taken out. came from James Russell Lowell's great poem, Once to every man and nation comes the moment to decide. I asked a friend of mine who was on the hymnal revision committee why it was taken out. I said uh, I thought it maybe was related to its sexist language, Once to every man. He said, oh, no, not that. And then he lamented and he said, you know, what the committee really didn't like about the hymn was the word once. They thought, being enlightened people, that you have all kinds of chances, not just one. According to Jesus, they were wrong. Like all Bible stories, this parable is about me and God and you and God. Matthew's church isn't much different from this church or any other church I've been in or know about. You have both the watchful and those who just think things will go on forever. You have those who know there will be one day a day of reckoning and who try to prepare themselves. And you have those who spend rather recklessly against their moral credit 
thinking that judgment is way off in the future and maybe have even forgotten about such a thing. We say that we want God in our lives, that we desire that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yet when the alarm sounds, our lamps are disappointingly empty. And here we are some 2,000 years later, and I fear the lamps are really dry. The wise ones are those who are still waiting and preparing for the delay, who hold on to their faith even in the darkest of times, who even though they do not see the bridegroom on the horizon, still serve and hope and pray for the promised coming of God. Some years ago I had the privilege at Duke of hearing the late novelist Reynolds Price read from his book, whole new life. He had cancer, very serious cancer, and he tells in the book about a stunning vision that he had one night of seeing Jesus at the Sea of Galilee. He was walking around the Sea of Galilee in the vision. People were laying on the beach, and all of a sudden, one of them got up, and it was Jesus, and he came to Reynolds, and he and he talked to him, and he asked him how he was doing, and he poured some water from the Sea of Galilee over Price. Reynolds Price reported that after the book came out, that thousands of people wrote to him and said that they had had visions, not just like his, but very same kinds of visions of the, the risen Christ coming to them, just like he came to Reynolds Price. One day he was being interviewed by a TV news program, and the interviewer was decidedly skeptical about this vision and, and, and pressed him time and time again. Did it really happen just like you said it? Come on, tell me the truth. Did you really see Jesus or did you just imagine it? What, what really happened? And, and exasperated, Price finally said, said, Look, I'm from North Carolina. And maybe that explains it. When you grow up in that part of the world, you just naturally get the impression that Jesus cares about you, and one day he's going to get to you. So when the vision happened to me, I just thought to myself, well, here he is. I've been waiting for this all my life. After all, I'm from North Carolina. Jesus ends the Bible story by telling us to watch, to be ready for the time that is the right time, time fulfilled, our moment when God comes on tiptoes or comes rushing in or surprises us with light or speaks to us. The choir sang about it, children don't get weary. Don't get weary till your work is done. Christian, your journey soon will be over. The time is drawing nigh.